At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Love at first sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the pedigree adoption drive and the pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. The month is December. The year is 2022. And just like uh, earlier in this year, we have a great Co-host with us this week, it's Deandra Canoe. I think I'm saying the last name right. Canoe, but close enough. Canoe, <laughs> Canoe. I said Canoe, and I was like, that's not a boat. She's not a boat. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Deandra, we had you on, I think, back in like April to co-host an episode with us, right? Yes, you did. Nice. Well, how have you been? What's going on? What's been new since then? Um, I've been great. I'm still in LA because I know when I first hopped on here, I was new to LA. It was so fresh, but now I'm like getting a little more used to everything. Um, just living life. It's the holidays. So I'm really excited for that. But yeah. Where are you, where are you originally from? Dallas, Texas. What's dating like in Los Angeles compared to Dallas? <laughs> I wouldn't know because I've yet to go on one date in LA. Shut like, up. LA. Come on. No, it's true. Is that Why? that's got to be intentional though? It's. I mean, the thing is, I don't know. Well, one, I've heard that LA dating is terrible. <laughs> no one here is looking for anything real. But I just honestly haven't met anyone in LA. Like I've met people outside of LA, but just not in LA that mm. I've gone on dates with. So what do you mean in LA? Like you haven't met, like you like go on a trip and meet someone, or yeah. like you just haven't met anyone like at the at out in LA, or how does that work? Both. At the bars. That's what Dean was gonna say. You've met anybody <laughs> was, at the bars? <laughs> I was, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to project because that's the only where I would ever meet people. But I, you know, people meet every people everywhere. So, well, one, I don't really go out that often. Like when I go out, it's like maybe like once a month or like twice a month. So it's like I don't really get to meet a lot of people out like that. So the only way I'm really meeting people is if it's like I go on a trip somewhere and I happen to meet mm. someone's friend or like a friend of a friend or like someone reaches out on Instagram, which is not ideal at all, but. I feel like everyone yeah. that I've ever met is outside of LA. I'm not, you know, I haven't really met anyone in LA. But it sounds like it's not like a super high priority for you, or is it? Um, 
I mean, I all, I mean, I would love to meet someone. I would love to <laughs> date someone, but it's just like I can't force anything. Like I don't want to get on Hinge. I don't want to get on Tinder. I'm not mm. there yet. I'm more so like an organic kind of dater. I want it to happen naturally. Nice. I would say the fact that you're not on any of the dating apps, um, I think, enforces the point that you're not making. Not that you're not making it a priority, but that you're not going to settle for something that you don't want just to have a boyfriend or a partner or whatever, you know? Right. I definitely don't want to date someone just to date someone. I want to date really intentionally, but it's not that I'm against dating apps. Eventually. I think that'll be like my last ditch effort to try right. to date. The last resort better <laughs> exactly. than going on the bachelor. Maybe not so much. I think that's kind of a last resort sometimes too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you live full time in LA. What part of LA do you live in? Hollywood. Okay, nice. Well, that's your first mistake. You shouldn't live yeah. in Hollywood. You should live yeah. on the West Side somewhere. I know. Everyone 100%. Keeps on that. Jared, are you in LA? No. So I, Ashley and I lived in LA for about three and a half years. We lived in West Hollywood, but I used to go to uh, the gym in Hollywood. What the hell gym did I go to? Is it 24-hour? No. Well, I did actually go to 24-hour fitness. There's actually a funny story about that. I don't know if I can tell it on air. You can tell it. Let's sidebar. Tell the story. Well, the 24-hour fitness was right next to my house in LA, and there was a gentleman there who would constantly hit on me. I mean, oh. aggressively. <laughs> and so nice. every time I went to the gym, and if I saw this particular man, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because one time he came up to me, very sweet, but I was on the treadmill. You guys know how awkward it is when you're working out. You got the headphones in. This is before Ashley and I were married, so I wasn't wearing a ring yet. But so he came up to me and then like he was like waving at me. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's up? And then he was like, oh, how, how many how many times a week do you come here? <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, um, I'm, I don't know, like four <laughs> or five, you know, I try to get here. He's like, dude, you're just like, and you know, what do you what do you do for workouts? You're in really good shape. And I was like, I just, you know, I I don't know. I just come in, I kind of lift some weights or I do treadmill, like I don't know. I just do, you know, well, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. And then he's like, Yeah, you know, he's like, we should work out sometime together. Oh, no. And I was like, Oh, um, you know, uh, you know, I usually just come in like because my schedule's all over the place. And then even like I didn't know if he was being friendly or not friendly at this time. So I was just like, well. I'm not looking for a workout buddy anyway because I just like going to the gym, keep my headphones on, get the hell out. And then every time I'd go back and I see this guy and he was there quite often as well, immediately would come up to me and then asked if I wanted to get a drink one time. And then I said I was in a relationship. But then, I don't know, it was still like awkward. So I literally left that gym because of that guy. Honestly, that can be <laughs> so, so awkward knowing that someone wants to hit on you in the place that you go to like zone out and work out. There's nothing worse. Oh, so then I was, so then this, the 24 hour fitness has like an ab room. So it's like a small little eight by eight room in the back. And so the ab room. Oh, oh. there goes Jared. There he goes. And anyways, I think that's what, what he was going to say. That's when he first kissed <laughs> this gentleman. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So dating's not a priority for you. We'll, we'll get off that until Jared comes back in here and, and rejoins us. But um, so where, so like you go on these trips, you meet these guys, but they don't live in LA. That's obviously a bummer. You don't want to go on any dating apps, but what, like you obviously want to find someone eventually, right? So what do you think? Are you doing anything like right to find a person right now? Or are you just kind of going along with your life and hopefully someone falls into it? Because like we kind of mentioned too earlier, um, the, the, like the not, not that desperate is the word I want to use, but like when you're really looking for a partner, you tend to like 
cut some corners, right? And like slack. So mm-hmm. that's not something you're willing to do is what you're saying. Yeah. So, well, being 26, I feel like my clock is ticking. You're like, only 26? Yeah, but I feel old. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. And I mean this in the most polite way. Like, I guess at your maturity, uh, I thought you were like 29 or 30. Really? No. And 20- I mean, like, that's not... I'm not like... just <laughs> Like, you look like 26. Don't get me wrong. But you, <laughs> you seem like a very mature person. And I think that's part of the problem is I definitely want to date. Like I'm a lover. I'm a lover girl. I want to date. I want to be in a relationship. But what I found is the more that I was like searching, the more I was finding people who weren't mentally where I am. So like I would start hanging mm. out with people and then I would find out that they're really immature or they're not looking for a relationship or, you know, they don't have the same morals and values as me. And it just became a thing where I'd rather be super selective and go on a date like once every two months with a person who's mentally matched with me than hanging out with a bunch of different guys just to kind of see. Yeah. You know, where, you know, I don't and, know I'm just, and see there yeah. lies the maturity too, that a 26 year old rarely encompasses. So, uh, <laughs> cause I mean, I agree with you. Why waste your time? Why waste their time? Um, Hey Jared, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, uh, so my computer died, even though it was charging, which makes me really sad because this has been happening over the past few weeks, which the reason it's so sad is because I think there's something wrong with my computer and I don't want to buy another one because my entire oh. life is on here. And it's just like, oh, damn it. I hope nothing's, I just, it was literally plugged in and then it just turned off and this is not the first time it's happened. It makes me quite, it makes me quite worried. <laughs> Cause like, I don't want to, you, you get to buy a whole nother laptop. I know, but it's very expensive. And then everything is on here. Like all my, pa- I don't know any of my passwords because everything is just automatically logged in. If somebody had this computer, my whole life would be, you know, gone. I shouldn't. Let's cut that. <laughs> no, let's keep it. I think it's important. It's important for our listeners to know how uh, attached to your laptop you are. How old is this laptop? Well, is it like 20 years old? No. How old is this laptop? We bought it when we first got together, right? So 2018. It's like four not, years, almost five oh, years now. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Quick sidebar on your sidebar. I bought a new laptop like a year ago. Best investment I've ever made. Anyways, continue on with your ab room part of your story. Appreciate it. So I was in the ab room, which is in the back. And this was the last time I went to that gym. I'll never forget it. And I was laying down because every time I saw this guy, I would immediately just go in the other direction, right? So if like Mm -hmm. he was near the weights, I'd go to the treadmill. If he was near the treadmills, I'd go near the weights. So then I'm... I forgot to tell you this too. This is an important part of the story. He gave me his number. No. Oh. <laughs> well, because he, I of course had my phone playing music and he goes, oh, you should take my number sometime. We'll hang out. Mm. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, he's like, just text me your number. I said, yeah, okay. So of course I take his number, never text him, ignore like going on with my life. Then I'm in the ab room, laying down, doing my crunches or whatever the hell I'm doing. And then I look up And guess who walks in? And the problem is, this is like an eight by eight room. And I'm literally on the floor. I got nowhere to go. And he goes, hey, man, what's going on? I said, oh, hey, like, good to see you, bro. What, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, hey, you never texted me. I said, oh, so sorry, man. Just been super busy and just a lot going on. He goes, and he, he, I, you not. He goes, well, your phone's right there. Just, just text me right now. So I have your number. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, how am I going to get out of this one? And so then I can't believe I did it. I, I was, I got up and I was like, oh yeah, 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 I'm texting you right now. Like as I'm grabbing my phone and walking away and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 I'm, I'm texting you right now, dude. I'm so sorry. I'll like, I'm, I'm looking you up right now. 
Um, he's like, yeah, dude, let's hang out sometime. Like, just text me right now. And then, but he said it in like a creepy way. And so, uh, not in a friendly way. So I was like, ah, and then I just, I don't know what the hell I said. I was like, oh, the sky's blue. I'll see you later. And then, um, left immediately, even though I was at the gym for five minutes, didn't get a workout in and then never went back to that gym. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, Dude, I couldn't believe it. The balls, the balls for someone to be like, just your phone's right there. Just text me. And it's like, oh no. But that's the worst though. I think the worst thing is when someone that you don't want comes up to you and they're like, oh, add me on Instagram. And you're like, okay, well, and they're like, no, give me your phone. Like I'll look it up right now. And I'm like, oh gosh, don't do that. They said, don't do that guys. No, <laughs> that's Just tough too, because then you want to like, you'll they'll like post like in a month or two and you're like, who is this person? How do I know this person? And then you feel like a jerk for having to unfollow them because like, obviously you're not interested in what they're doing because you don't know who they are. Right. right. Have you ever been yeah. called out for unfollowing someone? Yeah, I have been. Uh, Me too. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? I always just say, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just not interested in what you're doing in life. Oh, good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I wish I, I get straight I wish to I the point. That. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, Jared, what do you say? Like, oh, it was a glitch or yeah, an accident. Yeah, I say it was an accident. I immediately follow them back and now I'm following <laughs> their lives and I don't care. Jared, that's the only reason you follow me, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Tough time saying no. Uh, DeAndre, you said sometimes you do slide into guys' DMs or do guys slide into your DMs? Oh, no. I would rather die than have to slide into a guy's DMs. But <laughs> sometimes guys do, but it's not always like you can kind of tell what kind of guy they are when they slide into your DMs. So it's not always like the most fruitful slide ins. Mm. But every once in a while, I'll reply, you know, just to kind of. I mean, Kaylin slid into my DMs and here we are nearly really? four years later. Yeah. Well, you guys were also on a show together, weren't you? Yeah, that's true. She okay. slid into my DMs and she wanted to meet up for coffee and I ditched her, which is not, I'm not bragging about that. I'm really actually sad about it. Uh, yeah. So we didn't end up really meeting until we both went on the show. But I agree with you. Like the person that's going to DM you to meet up, maybe it's like the same kind of person you meet at a club where it's like yeah. you, you could find a good person that way, but the odds are kind of against that happening. But I also feel like if he's DMing me, then think about how many other people he's DM to. Cause it's like yeah. shooting your thoughts, like they they'll shoot out five and then like one or two will hit. So you just never yeah. know. I'm not against it. I'll reply sometimes, but you can immediately kind of tell the vibe that they're giving. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I am always oh, yeah, curious. It's like, like, it's like baseball. You know what I mean? If if you're hitting two fifty, that's not that's bad. a solid batting average right there. You're still an all-star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. 
but I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I'm always curious because like guys and girls experience coming off of the show are so different in so many ways. And I've never like creeped on Caitlin's DMs, especially before we like, like when we first got together or whatever, but I can only imagine like the difference in the DMs that guys versus girls get, you know, like obviously the the viewership of the show is mostly female, but you still are going to have a lot of guys that like, I guess you like catch their eye and they're still going to want to reach out. But right. I feel like most of my DMs, especially now, but even back when I was single and Jared, I don't know what your input is on this, but like. I would say like 95% of them are like middle-aged married women who are just like weighing in on my life. And it's never like anyone like sliding in to like holler at me, you know, it's mostly people just like giving their, their opinion on my life. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same way for women a little bit. There's like some guys scattered here and there, but honestly, it's a lot of women in the DMs probably because the show gets a lot of women viewership. Yeah. Jared, what are your DMs like these days? These days, it's just, you know, your baby's very cute. <laughs> you've you've lost yourself. Uh, 
you still have patchy facial hair? No, I'm kidding about the last two. Usually it's just like, uh, yeah, it's 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 people criticizing my life or telling me what I should or should not be doing. But that's okay. At least, hey, they care. They care a lot. But honestly, a lot of the DMs are very nice. I still get, uh, I still check DMs because like the, the box that says request. Mm. Because sometimes there'll be like, uh, well, a really good opportunity, you know, from... I look for the blue check marks. I'm very vain, people. That's what I look for. Um, in the request, I look for the blue check marks. And I'm like, is this like a, some sort of really cool opportunity? Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much my DMs are very boring. You know, they're just... I have a question. Oh, so yeah. for you guys who are both in relationships, do you guys still like randomly have women try to hit on you even though you're in very public relationships? Or do you feel like... Mm, no. no. I There's like maybe a few people that are consistently in my dms saying not like inappropriate things but definitely like shooting their shot yeah but that's just that's like it's not obviously as common as it was when we were single but it is interesting because i'll like see a message and i'm like why what like i've just got engaged why are you sending me these things not like they're like not they're not like pictures or anything like that but it's it's like i love you or like you can scroll back through the like the search or the comment history and they say like a bunch of like, I don't things. know, flirtatious, flirtatious things, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. I remember once Ben, when Ben started dating Jess and they, he like posted his relationship for the first time or something like that. He was like, it's really weird to go from being a famous, famous, very loose, obviously famously single person to now being in a relationship because your internet persona kind of changes a little bit. Right. And uh, like, obviously the people that are like interacting with you changes quite a bit too. So mm-hmm. fortunately for both of us, Jared, I would say, I think we kind of got the, the, the long end of the stick in the sense where people got to see our relationship happen on TV. I know yours was kind of like off TV, but then you got engaged on TV. So I'm counting it. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps a lot because uh, not everyone that sees you on TV is going to follow you on Instagram. So the people that see you in a relationship on t- like there's going to be more people that see you in a relationship on TV. And so it kind of like sets the precedent yeah. moving forward that you're in that relationship, you know? I would agree. And, and talking about the internet persona, I, I've been thinking about this, not a lot, but I've given thought to it. And I really, I haven't t- told Ashley that she's sitting next to me. I need to like really identify myself because I feel like I'm just, just losing who I am individually because I'm just this dad who put like, I need to post like a workout video, you know what I mean? And be like, no guys, I'm still... I'm, I can still lift weights and I can still do things on my own as an individual, as a man, instead of just like this dad. That's no, it's not me. Yeah. And also you do do that. You like post about Tom Brady all the time. You post about your quarter pounders with cheese and Mm, quarter pounder cheese. So good. (laughs) I can go for one right now. QPC. But also your life changed. So it's like, this is you, like you are a father, you are you know, a partner, you're all these things. And it's, of course, it's different from when you were single, but you're still you. It's just the majority of what you do now with your life is different. So it's not inaccurate. And it's not like you lost yourself, but this is a new role that you play. You know, I guess it's also, you're a new person. I am a new person. I guess it's also owning a business and hiring all these college kids because they just, they look at me and I'm, I'm just like the, the dad now I'm that guy. I'm the dad. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm just, <laughs> I am old as hell. DeAndre, I got to ask. So if a guy is going to slide into your DMs, what would be your preferred like method or verbiage that they use? I love like when a guy is just straight up, like I don't even want to waste time in the DMs. Like 
or do you want to go on a date? Like that would be my first thing. It's like, I just want, I like when people cut to the chase because I'm not really a small talker. Like I'm not going to go back and forth if I can't really tell your mm. intentions. So I think like if you're going to be in my DMs, like let's try to meet in person. Like let's not even waste the small talk. Obviously you have to be a real person, but not I'm, I'm not really catfished. I don't think that ever happens to me, but um, I like when people are just straight to the point. I'm an in-person mm. person. I like that. And then how does, how, like if someone's straight to the point, how do they catch your eye? Because I can only imagine how many guys must DM you on a regular basis and like how do you sort through the chaos and kind of pick which ones that you would even consider responding to um well i don't honestly like i probably will respond to like one out of 30 <laughs> but a lot of them i look at their page so like some of them like just happen to be majority of them happen to be like verified people so i know that they're real mm. people and then i'll go to their page make sure they don't have a girlfriend kind of see the stuff that they're posting I like Gotta make sure they don't have a girlfriend. Make sure they don't have a girlfriend because you know people do that and it's weird. Have um, you ever been to some? Have you ever gone to a guy's page and realized they are in a relationship while trying to hit on you? Well, this is the thing. So I've had guys like consistently like my story because you know how we can like stories now and you don't necessarily mm. have a photo, but you still get the notification. Right. So I have guys that will like my story consistently. And so I was like, oh, you're cute. I went to their page, a girlfriend. And I'm like, what's, why are you hiding liking my story post? Because it's yeah. like, it's like my real posts. Um, so that's definitely happened. So I definitely sort through and I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't think that stuff's cute. Cause they're girls. Who yeah. will do that. That's annoying. That's annoying for the really guys, annoying. girlfriends. Um, right. what is your, what is your type in terms of like, do you want someone that like lives in LA lifestyle or do you want someone that li maybe lives more of a Dallas lifestyle? I think I definitely want someone who lives more of a Dallas lifestyle and hmm. Dallas lifestyle in the sense that they're not like always on the scene. They're like yeah. more low you know they take care of their business they're not always out i think it's a red flag if someone's like consistently out every weekend that's not really what i'm looking for mm -hmm. um, so i definitely want someone who just lives more of like a i don't want to say normal but la is very much you always want to be on the scene it's always about who you, you yeah. know, guys here just who you're with who you're hanging out with climbing the social ladder and that's not really me so i feel like in order to find that in la you have to be willing to date someone that's a little bit older because 20 year olds in LA are always trying to be out and like party and stuff, at least in my experience. Like when I was 20 in LA, I only wanted to like party with my friends and I was very undateable at the time. Uh, but now that I'm in my thirties, I think I've definitely settled down quite a bit. So is that something you would look for too? Is, or is age not really super important? Um, well, age is important. I, I mean, I definitely want someone who's mature, but I don't know, like I feel scared, not scared, but I feel weird about dating someone who's significantly older than me. I think the oldest I would go right now is like 35. Hmm. Just How old are you? I'm 26. Okay, yeah. So Man, you're so young. Why do you say that? I feel you're old. so fucking young. I will, well, don't, <laughs> don't stress. Oh my God, you're 26. But I wouldn't even have... My um, best relationship for you, my best relationship advice for you right now is don't be in a relationship. Just enjoy your life. You're living in LA. You're having a good time. There's no reason to stress. If Mr. Wright comes along, great. But, you know, I want you to come back on this podcast when you're 32 and then you're, you know, then you're feeling a little bit less uh, positive about everything. Right now, we still have oh. this podcast in six years. I got, I got to say, I don't think Deandra's stressed about it. I think I'm asking a lot of questions about it, even though you don't got seem it. like you're very stressed about it, right? Like you're kind of, you, you don't seem like you're stressed about it, or, or are you? Nor should you be. 
You're beautiful. You're single. You're living in LA. But I mean, people get lonely. Like for me, um, I was kind of explaining to Dean earlier, like I'm not the kind of girl that just likes to hang out with guys just to fill my time. So a lot of the times I don't hang out with guys at all. Like I'll, I'll go from like going on a date and like talking to someone to like no one at all. So it does get lonely. Like I want someone that I can travel with. Cause I feel like traveling with a guy is so much fun. Um, and like my friends can't always travel and get up and go all at all the times so and neither can I, but I feel like I want someone to be able to do those things with like go to the farmer's market with travel with go to the beach with go on dates with. I'm more so like want that companionship. So that's what I would be looking for in a relationship right now. Mm. I don't necessarily have to be like married and like pop out a kid, but right. I'm, you know, I would like to have a kid before I'm 30. You know, is that weird? No, no. not at all. I think that's perfectly okay. normal. Um, when you do you, what, what do you do for work in LA? Because that is a big part of it too. Because when I was there and single, kind of like what you're saying, I had all this free time and all I wanted was some, like if I wanted to date someone, I wanted to date someone that had the same amount of free time as me. So we could do those things like travel, uh, farmer's market, whatever it might be, but it's hard to find some, well, maybe less in LA. It's hard to find this, but when your schedule is so free and open, it's hard to find someone that doesn't, that also has that like freedom, you know? Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem for me is I'm not like, I don't have a lot of freedom. Honestly, I work from home because I, I work mm. technically in Dallas. Like I still have a full-time job. Mm. Um, so I work from home and that's probably a majority of my problem is I'm at home a lot of the times and then yeah. I also do content creation. So it's like, I'm working two jobs. So I really don't have that much free time. And the kind of guys that I date don't have a lot of free time, you know, and they travel a lot for work and stuff like that. So it's always like scheduling conflicts. And that's probably part of the reason I'm single. But in LA, yeah. a lot of people are free. Like I'll look at my friend's stories and they're like at the gym at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah. you have a job. Like what's right. going on here? I, I always think that too, because I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. But every time I go to the gym at like 11 a.m. on a weekday, I like look around and I'm like, why are all these people here? Don't you have jobs? <laughs> yeah, and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, but I'm here. So I can't really say anything about it, you know? I love it though. I want that flexibility. That's something I'm definitely working towards. It is very yeah. nice. And you kept mentioning traveling with a significant other. I will say the first couple of times you travel with someone new when you're in a relationship, that is the most fun because then you wake up together and you get coffee and it's like flirtatious and new and free and you get dinner. Your entire day is just you guys, you know, you wake up and you go get coffee and it's like the cute snuggle time when you're waking up together and then you go get like lunch or food because that's what you do when you're on vacation then you go by the right. pool and relax for a while and then you come back and cuddle more and then shower and then go out to dinner and yeah. Yeah, those are fun times those thanks, are good days thanks, ashley thanks for sharing how to date someone on a, on a trip jared we appreciate it no that was like the perfect <laughs> yeah it's a great that's a great vacation three days of that it's all that's what, what do you need. think of uh what do you think of going to italy for your first date is that a first date option or no I'm yeah, heck? I'm down to do that. Like Victoria and Greg did that last week. I'm down <laughs> to do that. So I love. Wait, it. Was that their first date? Uh, allegedly, that was their first date. They went on their first date to Italy together. Which I mean, hey, more power to them. That's a pretty badass first date. But Jared, I don't know if you watched this this most recent season of Paradise. But DeAndre, it sounds like you might have seen some of it. A little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Okay. Got gotcha. It's like the I only bachelor bachelor season I can watch. I do remember that. I was uh. That, that was, was my fun. highlight of the show. Um, um, you know, my, my only thought before we move on on, on the Victoria and Greg thing would be um, I'm kind of in the camp that I just don't believe anything right now because <laughs> I've been hearing so many different stories that I'm like, I just don't believe either side. I uh -huh. think um, 
you know, I know the 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 cliche line is, you know, there's two sides to every story and the truth lies in somewhere in the middle. I'm just choosing not to believe either side. Because they're so like, it's just one side is saying one thing and the other side saying something completely different. From the clips that I've seen, I've not watched either full interview between Johnny and then the Greg and Victoria one. But that's my two cents on it. Yeah. It's got to be tough to break up with your fiance and then do interviews that only revolve around you breaking up with your fiance. Like that sucks for both of them, for all of them. I don't know. I, I don't I don't envy them in any way, really. But hell no. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Let's take a quick break, Jared, and we can uh, come back with Deandra and maybe talk about some headlines, your favorite segment, if you don't mind. So take a quick break. We'll be right back. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, 
I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, DeAndre, still here. Going to go over a quick hot topic. Uh, so, DeAndre, do you watch Dancing with the Stars at all? Um, not really, but I mean, obviously I know the concepts. I know Gabby is on it right now. Yep, so Gabby is on it, former bachelorette, or current bachelorette, because she's maybe still single. We don't really know. Right. But Gabby, uh, Wendy is her last name, from this headline, uh, and I've heard all over the social media uh, platforms, that she got a little flirty with uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore uh, after her and her fiancé, Eric, broke up from the show. So the article goes, the speculation continues. Gabby made another flirty appearance in Vinny's comments after the pair previously sparked romance rumors. Now, the Jersey Shore star took to social media on Monday to share several posts of himself. The caption was, y'all need to get with a strong seven or eight with a good personality. If he's too hot, he's not going to be funny or cook. Vinny wrote alongside an Instagram video of himself dancing. Now, the video... Also, oh, excuse me, that was the overlay, and the caption says, when you're a me when you're medium hot, but somebody fine likes you. And then Gabby in the comments wrote, quote, honestly, a 10. Now the internet action came shortly after uh they replied to each other um from after Vinny shared a snap of himself, writing, quote, if I'm a lot, go find less. And then Gabby wrote once again in the comments, a lot of you is never enough. So it's pretty, pretty feels pretty confident that these two are flirting, dating, potentially in a relationship. Now, I never watched reality TV before I was on Bachelor, except for one show, and that was Jersey Shore. And I started watching it because DJ Pauly D is from Johnston, Rhode Island. I'm a Rhode Island boy. And anytime someone's on Rhode Island, uh, someone from Rhode Island is on TV, you watch that show because you support your local Rhode Islanders. And then I fell in love with the show. Because I think it's hysterical and fantastic. And one of the characters I loved most, of course, was Vinny. So the idea that Vinny, and Vinny's been on this podcast before. He's awesome. Great guy. So I would love nothing more for selfish purposes if Vinny started dating Gabby. Because then he is kind of like a part of Bachelor family, like all of us. And the idea that I would be in the same grouping as Vinny would just be a dream come true. So selfishly, I'm hoping that these two get married. I mean, there's definitely something going on because if they're bold enough to reply to each other in the comments, then there has to be DMs, which means there's probably some kind of something going on. I would love that too. I guess they were on that show together for a long time. So wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. But it is, uh, it is funny how, especially when you go on a dating show, and Vinny was, I mean, Jersey Shore is not a dating show, but they dated on that show. Uh, any type of interaction you have with, your preferred gender is going to be labeled as flirtatious or anything like that. So it is just funny to see like the, the, the stirrup of a reaction that those comments get. 
but they are i mean they are very over the top flirtatious but yeah it's not I like read too much into job. it personally yeah right right it's not very <laughs> but i guess at the end of the day they're both single so uh they're doing you know. it on purpose because they know exactly what they're doing which i can't blame them one bit especially if they're actually dating I'm surprised that more relationships don't come from Dancing with the Stars because you're in this, I know it's, you know, work and, you know, you're getting paid to do it and it's a TV show, but you're, you know, dancing, at least in my experience, I'm not a professional dancer, it's a very intimate and, you know, I guess sexualized, I don't know how to phrase it, but it's very intimate, right, between you and another person. And then especially in Dancing with the Stars, everybody's always dressed up you're probably in great shape because you're practicing all the time. You're always in these beautiful costumes and dance itself is very attractive. I'm surprised that there's like not more relationships that come from Dancing with the Stars or maybe there are and we just never hear about it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they keep yeah. it super private just because when you're that close to somebody, it could be awkward if you're in a relationship and you're not and you guess, I don't know. Yeah, I remember when Joe was on it, he kind of gave us a glimpse behind the curtain and I think there are a lot more relationships than we see. And like, obviously the premise of the show mostly is dancing and they get these like little sidebar storylines that they maybe like to share sometimes. But I do think I remember hearing him say there's a lot more going on behind the curtain than uh, meets the eye. So, I mean, I and wouldn't I be surprised if, if, it, if there's a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I Maybe one day we'll get the chance to go on Dancing with the Stars and we'll know for ourselves. Yeah, they should have Dancing with the Stars Help by Second Dating Edition. And then you and I will, every every uh, new episode, we'll sign off. Be like, make sure you guys tune in next week where hopefully we suck a little less at dancing. <laughs> Deandre, would you do Dancing with the Stars with us? The Help by Second uh, Dating version? Oh my gosh, 100%. I was just thinking like, I want to be on Dancing with the Stars. I think that'd be yeah. fun. It'd be out of my element, but like in the best way. Yeah, they I'm a very bad dancer. a bachelor version of it. Bad. Now that it's streaming... You could do all different types of of iterations because it's not primetime TV. Ashley, yeah. we should we should pitch this. We're pitching it right now on Help I Suck at Dating. There should be a Dancing with the Stars Bachelor edition where all the former Bachelor contestants alum uh, that get chosen get to compete against one another, and then a crown a champion will be crowned. And the judges are former uh, Bachelor contestants that have won Dancing with the Stars because there's been Caitlin won. Didn't huh. Hannah win? Hannah won. Mm. Is there anybody else? Did Nick win? Yeah, well, Nick didn't win. But uh, who, uh, Gabby, wasn't Gabby just runner-up? There's your three judges right there. Caitlin, Gabby, Hannah. And Melissa Rycroft. We're not going to have any runner-ups judge our, judge our dancing competition. Um, I've got a question for you guys. So, Caitlin and I, like, she's doing a lot of wedding planning. So we talk about it every once in a while. She came up with this idea that she wants me to play my saxophone at the wedding. And I <laughs> rebuttaled that idea with, I want to play Here Comes the Bride while I'm standing on the altar and while Kaylin walks down the aisle on my saxophone. Oh my God. I think that's beautiful. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing of all time? <laughs> it would, but I feel like you'd miss seeing her though. Like, you know, like oh, how that's yeah. like your to see her walk down the aisle but i think that's such a cool idea that's true that's true she also said she doesn't want like when the bride walks down the aisle the bride typically wants like all eyes on her and she was saying if i do that people would like be looking at me and laughing instead of like putting their attention on her which i get i get that point but it's still it's we're workshopping the idea it's gonna there's gonna be some saxophone at the wedding for sure 
Uh, Easton will appreciate this reference. So sometimes <clears throat> you guys know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh uh, yeah, heard of it. Okay, so sometimes lately, the MCU, as we call it, uh, gets criticized because they'll throw jokes into a scene or scenario that should not be jokey and it should be taken very seriously. And they feel like it takes away from the drama because they go for the joke instead of really just making it a serious moment. You playing the saxophone while Kalen walks down the aisle. The, you know, very funny. It would be, a I mean, I would laugh. It would be a great jokey moment. But I do think that Kalen is correct that if it was me, would I be watching Kalen walk down the aisle or Dean playing Here Comes the Bride on his saxophone while standing at the altar? My eyes are on Dean and I'd be laughing my ass off while Kalen was walking down the aisle. And I'm not sure if that's what, if she wants to hear like all these dudes laughing while she goes down the aisle. Yeah, I think the compromise, the compromise might end up being I might play Here Comes the Groom as I walk down the aisle. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, but... There's going to be some saxophone there. Um, but we are doing a lot of wedding planning. Well, generally speaking, we're still kind of, you know, we're, we're like 10 months away. But I can't. Wait, is there a date? I remember when you. Uh, we don't have a date set, but we have like a okay. season. So I guess that kind of okay. helps a little bit. Uh, I remember when you were talking about the wedding planning process and I was always like brushing it off. Like, whatever, Jared, you're just being dramatic about it. It, there's so much that goes into it and we've like barely even just scratched the surface yet. It is, uh, it is a very exhausting experience. Just wait for the last two weeks. We were like, we still have to do all this sh and we have 14 days left. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of coordinating. We, Flowers. Yeah, a lot of coordinating. People. And just money. It's so expensive. I thought that mm -hmm. we were going to be able to save money because we could use like my friend's property in Aspen. And I texted him. I was like, hey, could we like get married at your ranch? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Just uh, just reach out to my sister. And then we talked to the sister and she was like trying to charge us full price. And full <laughs> price is way too much money for us to get married in Aspen. So uh, we might have to like divert and go somewhere else. But just the money aspect alone is like it's pretty intimidating. So expensive. My biggest uh, uh, advice for you, Dean, right now for you and Kaylin uh, is to just be shameless and ask for things in exchange for promotion because that's what Ashley and I did. And it, it helped out a lot because weddings are expensive, but your wedding will get a lot of attention and it will be written in articles. And if you get, say, someone like People Magazine to say, we'll put you in the, you know, I mean, that's big. If you're like, hey, listen, guys, you got, you know, for a vendor, you'll be in People Magazine. Yeah. Can I ask you a very personal question that I need you to answer honestly? Yeah, sure. I'm an open book at this point in my life. <laughs> How much money did you spend out of pocket for your entire wedding? Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know how open I am about this. <laughs> I thought you were an open book, Dean, man. Dean wants to know how much we spent on the wedding. We can't say. Come on. It's, it was, I mean, it was in the six figures, obviously. Oh, okay. That's enough for me to know. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> But that was all like it wasn't it was a uh it was a family affair. Yours was quite grand. You had quite a grand wedding. We had a grand wedding and um that was a part you know a big por a portion of it when we were talking about wedding and you guys are going through the same thing. It's like okay, well do we 
save this money and use it on a down payment of a house or do we put yes. the money into a wedding? And so, you know, I mean, we were, like I said, we realized that the wedding would be like a, a moment, you know, and uh, something that would, uh, it's just something that we wanted and we knew it would be good for us. And, and we wanted, we always wanted a big wedding and we just, we were, when we decided to do it, we said, okay, let's do it. But, you know, obviously there's, in the wedding planning process, man, there's a lot of like um, trying to save money as much as possible, you know, and these because these vendors charge a lot of money and rightfully so they do a lot of work. But, you know, if you can somehow, you know, save some money on, on your wedding on, and make it as beautiful as possible, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that's fair. I had another follow up question. I, for, I forgot what it was, though. Um, but it was it was definitely. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you oh. some other time. Oh, yeah. Um. We're also trying to figure out like uh, the number of guests that we're going to have. How many guests were at yours? Because yours, yours was a good size, like the perfect size. About 170, I think we ended up having. Oh! One, 170? <laughs> How much? 185. 185 was the final How do you guest know count. that many people? I like, I think I want to only invite like 20 of my friends and like Dean six of my family members. Wedding. I mean, that's pretty good. But how do you I mean, know that many a lot people? Of money. Like I, I know you're, a, I know you're a popular guy. But like, how do you find 180 people to come to a wedding? Dude, it adds up fast, man. When you plus think one. about, plus ones were a big one, and then you think about it. I mean, so I had what? There were seven groomsmen, I think, seven or eight. And dude, if you guys all had plus one, there's 16 people in the blink of an eye. And yeah, then that's uh, true. You, um, and. Like between cousins, like I think, so my dad has four brothers and sisters. All of them have a plus one. So that's eight. And then there's probably like 14 kids between them and then plus ones for some of them. So like just between those, those two groups of people, you're talking about like 50 people right there. Yeah, that's true. Adds up we're like, fast. We're like planning our engagement party right now. And we have a 40 person venue and I like struggle to get 40 people to come to an engagement party. Oh, dude, you, I mean... Well, how many you just have one? You just have your brother, right? Well, I've got my two brothers, my sister. I'm like not close with my aunts, but I'm going to invite them, I guess. But my point is like we were making a list of friends in L.A. that we wanted to come to our engagement party. And I was like in, in my head, I always am like, oh, I've got a lot of friends. Like I'm not going to have any issues with this. And then I was like trying to write them all down. And I was like, man, I don't have that many friends. I'm finding out, which I guess is fine. But but not all your friends live in L.A. Yeah, true. In LA is important. That's that's a good point. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tricky situation. But you guys need to set aside all of fall next year because uh, you're both coming to the wedding. So just be ready for that. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go party. What <laughs> other hot topics you got for us, Jared? I think that's actually gonna do it because we have uh, we're wrapping up here on the on the final episode. Oh, not final episode. Uh, close to the final, the final episode, episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Why are you looking at me? What do you mean the of final the episode? For the, the listeners year, out there, this the is year not... people of 2020. I was about to say, I was like, are you guys No, 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 no. This thing's never going to stop. We're going to be 80 still talking about how much we <laughs> suck at dating. Um, but no, not of 2022. What is what is the week? We have three more episodes left, something like that, before yeah. 2023. God, time flies by. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Deandra, thank you so much for joining us. You were awesome. I think you're going to be here for Thursday's episode, uh, the caller episode which will be a lot of fun. Um, Dean. Yeah. You. Oh, I love you too. I just wanted to say, I felt, I feel bad because Deandra is an incredible co-host and I felt like I was just 
grilling Jared with wedding questions the whole time. No, I loved it. I love being the, the third party <laughs> listener here. And we appreciate you. You're you're the best. Uh, we hope to have you back soon. Like Jared said, we'll have you for the Thursday's episode as well. Um, Jared, thanks for the insight of uh, the wedding planning. I might have some more follow-up questions, but I'll keep that off to the side in a, in a private text. Um, we still have to figure out your punishment for losing at fantasy football. That, uh, that was an action I never took on myself because I guess I just am forgetful and lazy. But thank you to the listeners out there. Deandre, thank you again for joining us. And uh, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations. Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.